it's hard. We want we want our politicians to be good people personally. And I think it's so funny when the left is like, you know, your candidate sucks. Like he, you know, paid somebody to have an abortion. And the only but the only time they bring up the moral argument is when they're accusing the right of not adhering to their own morals. Like they've already said, like, we already know that we're immoral people. So like we're not trying to pretend that we're not. Get ready for the uncloseted conservative hour you've been waiting for. No censors, no fake news, just facts and the freedom to speak them. Friends, if you are still in the conservative closet, I've got one question for you. Why? We've sat in silence. We've been on the sidelines for years. How has it been working out? That's why it's an uncloseted conservative revolution right here, right now. Let's get into it. Welcome back to The Joe Mobley Show. I am Joe Mobley, your host in the original Uncloseted Conservative. And this is definitely cool, kind of like an eerie feeling uh, because it's 8.30 on a Thursday night, which is like, this is OG The Joe Mobley Show. When we first started November 2020, fed up with the George Floyd nonsense and fed up with the COVID nonsense. Uh, Used to be once a week, Thursday nights at 8.30. And I did not even think about that until just right now. Uh, when I went to hit the go live button, I was like, oh, it's 8.30 on the Thursday. This, this is like uh, OG stuff here. Uh, guys, we got the one and only outspoken Samantha on the show again today. We're going to be talking uh, basically about the culture war, just the constant battle for your kids, whether it's assisted suicides, uh, gender ideology, and uh, pulling, just tearing the children away from the family and the authority of parents or the authority of scripture, uh, if you're a person of faith. And it basically, it's just a constant attack to isolate your children, just like that gazelle, like that little gazelle in the pack. They're like, ah, oh, we want that one. Uh, super creepy. Before we get into that, let's get into this. Today's episode is sponsored by Dr. Zelenko's Z Stack. Guys, these are the best supplements. They're kosher, they're organic, they're made right here in the USA. You can get them at djmobleyshow.com slash ZStack. Very best discount is available there. Uh, or you can uh, just use promo code Mobley at checkout. Uh, everything you need. Quercetin, zinc, vitamin C, vitamin D, basically anything that Joe Biden wants to stop you from ordering or stop availability in your state. Uh, most of that stuff comes from China. With Dr. Z stuff, you don't have to worry about it. Uh, so get ZStack. Do it now djmobileshow.com slash zstack. I don't feel like rambling anymore, so let's bring our guest up. Samantha, how are you? I am good. I feel like every time we do this, I just need to say we survived another week. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're still here. Us and the United States are still here. It's amazing. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. The bar's not good very high. (laughs) All right. 
Uh, you know, I forget to tell people we're, we're streaming like everywhere except for YouTube right now because it got another strike. Um, but we've added Twitch, we've added LinkedIn. So right now we're on Facebook. Facebook again, LinkedIn, Twitch, Twitter, Getter, and Rumble. It looks like everything's up. So I've got all the chats up here. Um, you guys know I try and prioritize Getter and Rumble chats. So, uh-oh, let's, uh, this one's not even... Let's refresh the page because it's not even up. There we go. There are our smiling faces. Um, but uh, yeah, but we do have... Twitch, and I know Twitch is working because uh, HRS Fest is commenting. Did you hear about the new uh, Slug Mobile Biden sign today? No, I did not watch any news today. I don't know what this bill is about. Glad to uh, learn about it. You can just hit us up in the chat, send a link. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, can you see that? Can you no, see the I chat? Can't. I can't see the chat. So I'm sitting here awkwardly, oh. like the third wheel, just like <laughs> while you're having a great conversation with your friends. It's pretty I'm... funny. It's pretty yeah. funny. You there ready? you go. You're ready for this? So, hey, oh my this, gosh. This, is, this is what we can do at 8 30 because it's not the middle of the day. So hopefully it's still a family friendly show. What am I what am I kidding? <laughs> Even though I do have my my uh my basic white girl drinks here, um, organic coconut pineapple colada. This is Very a judgment-free zone. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Hey, it's good. I mean, and no one likes my beer. I drink Guinness. I'm like a Guinness drinkers on an island by themselves. Everyone's like, oh, it's so gross. It tastes like bread. And I'm like, just, just you're a wuss. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> you know what? It's the end of the world. You can drink whatever you want. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. You ever watch The Walking Dead or Fear I've the Walking seen, Dead? Or... I've seen it. Like, I know enough about it ish. Yeah. Alcohol is a regular part of the show. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what state the world is in, booze is going to be a part of it. All of the wars, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like back in Caligula's day or Nero, or it, it doesn't, booze is like here to stay. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Sounds like quality entertainment. <laughs> so what have you been up to? Um, well, I mean, as I yeah, I, I started a full-time job. So for those people that don't know, I have been working for myself for 12 years. I've been at home, been an at-home mom. And the last couple of years has been really financially tough. I don't know if anybody else can relate. You know, we're almost you know paying like twelve dollars for a loaf of bread and you know whatever else if you know if you can't get a loaf of bread, um, and so I had to start working full time again. So that's why Joe was nice enough to agree to do an evening show. Um, so who knows where things are going to go? Like you know, <laughs> the show could go anywhere at eight thirty and in the evening. So just trying yeah. to stay on top of all the craziness. There's just so much. I feel like Democrats had a really, really bad day, like worse than usual today. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, every day is a bad day if you're a Democrat, but I feel like it was particularly, I kept coming across like clips of Democrats just getting owned, just getting slammed left and right, and just endless Biden gaffes. I feel like all the gaffes came from like one speech. <laughs> And uh, it was just, I feel like I couldn't keep up fast enough with all of the things that were happening. Uh, within, I don't know if you saw the New Mexico governor 
Michelle Grisham, where she had a debate with, um, I said, Mark Ronchetti. And he was just hammering her about this sexual assault case and uh, how she paid this guy $150,000 to be quiet about it after claiming no, that he's the most transparent. That. To, yeah, she's the most transparent governor in New Mexico history. And you just watch this clip. And I don't know if you ever watched, I mean, you did the military thing. So like uh, body language experts, you can just see her blink rate just like it's uncomfortable to watch how many times she starts blinking and that's just a sign of anxiety like it's like a fight or flight thing like your body so desperately wants to get out of the chair and get out of the situation and you can't you're like frozen there mm-hmm. it was painful it was painful um i mean oh, man i'm trying to did you see the aoc one today yep yep that was another one that I'm i saw trying today. to find it i can't find i just watched it like 40 minutes ago yeah, I know I post. I don't. I know I posted it somewhere. I think I put it on my Facebook page. <laughs> um, that was interesting. You know, AOC getting yelled at. I mean, there were what like seven constituents in that town hall meeting. I mean, she has like this big auditorium, and there's maybe twelve people, and I think probably like eleven of them are her friends. So, you know, it was. Well, they're not voting for her again. That's for sure. It was brutal. That was brutal. What is the deal with Twitter? I I just clicked on your Twitter, and as I was looking at it, you lost two followers. Like it went boom, boom. I lost a hundred followers in the last two hours. Well, you just lost two more. I <laughs> like, know. What? What? I know. <laughs> I wish I was sharing the screen. What is this? I know. I know. And it this happened is. about a week ago. I logged on, and I had lost. I mean, I don't have that many, you know, Twitter followers, so every single one matters to me. But I lost like eighty. And then a bunch of people started following me again. And then, yeah, like I said, I just lost like a hundred in two hours. So I, my, um, see, just so you guys don't think that we're, I don't want to look at that because it's, um, just so you guys don't think that we're making this up. Like I've lost a buttload of Twitter followers. Yeah. Like, so I've lost like 2000 Twitter followers in the last little bit, Mm -hmm. uh, which, is weird. Uh, I also found out that I have an unsavory uh, Twitter follower, but this made my day the other day. I don't know if you watch the news and why it matters, but Sarah Gonzalez followed me. That just made me feel what? so good. I She's know. So jealous. She's I'm the so best. Jealous. She's my favorite. I. Oh, Mind man. You. Yeah. One of these days... Because I know she doesn't live too far from me, and she and they uh, they do their show not too far from me either. I feel like I need to just go like sit out in front of the building and <laughs> just wait for her. I'm like Sarah, you know, if the blaze, if you guys are out there, you know, Joe and Samantha, we would love to come on. You know, I, have a show. We could join forces and start a show if, if it gets picked up by the blaze. I could move to Dallas, so that's like one of the places. That my wife has pre-approved. <laughs> <laughs> my friend that yeah. lives in Philly just tweeted, Philly needs an exorcism. <laughs> it's, it's true. Just... <laughs> oh my gosh. This is, uh, yeah, oh, where'd it go? Oh, come on, go back. Why isn't it going back? Yeah, what in the world? This person's like out here planking. Oh, no. Did they get knocked out? Probably. (laughs) I I think I remember seeing that. It looks familiar. 
I don't know. They all start to run oh, together. Goodness. All of these like random physical attacks of violence, just people getting knocked out for no reason. It's so common. You just see it like all over Twitter and all over Facebook. And it's like, this is normal. This is the normal now. This is our new society where people are like brawling, you know. Have you seen this? I feel like all I see on my Twitter feed, I mean, just pure insanity, it are like all out brawls happening in like schools and like high schools. And and I mean, Walmart, all the time in Walmart, like it's taken the people of Walmart to a whole new level. And I'm sitting here going like, I am trying to tell people that government needs us to be stupid and we're not that stupid. And <laughs> I see stuff like this and I'm like, Okay, maybe we are a little bit stupid. So. It's it's absolutely wild. Like I kid you not. Last night, uh, my wife and I, um, you know, we have Daily Wire Plus or whatever it's called, and we're like, oh, hey, the Candace Owens thing just came out about BLM and mm-hmm. George Floyd and all that. So we watched it, and just some of the like violence, and I, I didn't realize this, but apparently they are in. Um, is it Indianapolis, um, wherever that city is, there's an autonomous zone. There, There's a, you remember like Chaz Chop back yeah. in Oregon? There's yeah. an autonomous zone there where George Floyd died, not was killed, where he died. And uh, it's, it's like a lawless area where they just yep. have murders, there are no police. Yep. And, and they look at us and they say, we're insurrectionists. It's like, no. You guys are like land pirates. You have literally seized sovereign territory inside the United States. You are the definition somewhere between an insurgent and an invader. Like that's literally what you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, the, but and but, I mean, Yeah, well, and I mean, I think we talked about it last time, but they think it's justified that they have, I don't know if it's some like some form of reparations or if they just think that, you know, because they're on the left, because they truly think that they're the party of justice, that they truly think that they have, you know, I don't know, they're entitled to everything. I don't know what the reasoning is, but they they know they can get away with it for one thing. But I I think that they feel justified in doing this, uh, that the the violence is a means to an, to an end, you know, uh, taking over entire street blocks. I mean, they can they're just being, do it and get away with it. They're they're buying into this narrative, and it's so stupid uh, to to be a black person with their eyes open, like Candace Owens, Larry Elder, Thomas Howell, whoever. It's so stupid to be like they are lying to you about what's important, about what moves the needle, and about what is going to result in your flourishing. And you think it's Jordans and shoes and cars and clothes and twerking on top of school buses. Martin Luther King, if he were around, wouldn't be out here twerking and doing mm-hmm. all this other nonsense. Like, that's not what the civil rights movement was about. And, you know, there's there's that one lady who she's like, all of this looting is going on, and they're talking about injustice. There was no looting at bookstores. No one was stealing, uh, you know, digital classes. No one was stealing anything that was going to better them as a person. They were just stealing these petty little wants, iPads, shoes, bullcrap clothes. Mm -hmm. No one was stealing food and no one was stealing things to make their lives better. Right. Well, and I think, you know, it's kind of, one of the biggest 
the foundation of kind of the leftist base right now is pandering to the or appealing to the worst parts of human nature. Just, you know, if people there are, I think there are just certain kinds of people that if they are given permission to do something that they shouldn't do or to break the law or to loot or to steal, it is so much easier to do that than to be a good person and to say, just because I can go steal something or I can go commit a crime doesn't mean that I should. And most people, you know, despite the fact, because I find it really interesting when you see somebody going into like a Walgreens or whatever and stealing, like every single person in that store could be doing the same thing because there's police officers just standing around watching them fill these garbage bags and pillowcases with, yeah. you know, whatever and running out. And there it, are it people that are taking things and going up to the register and paying for them. They know that they could probably do the same thing, but then there are these people that once you appeal to that side of them, you know, they don't see any reason to not behave that way. And that's kind yeah. of that's the leftist base like entirely. That those are the kind of people that they rely on. It's such a dangerous thought because um you know, every teenager has this thought Every teenager has this thought. You get that learner's permit, you get the license, you're you're learning about the rules of the road or you're having the experience of driving and you all have this thought, maybe younger than teenager if you were just really with it. If we didn't obey these speed limits, then they couldn't enforce speed limits. Law, mm-hmm. law, laws kind of operate at the pleasure of the citizenry. And that's yeah. true, but we cannot exist with anarchy. We can't. Then that's a pure dog-eat-dog world it's not survival of the fittest. It's like survival of the luckiest, you know, because you can't, you just can't be on and aware at every yeah. moment of the day. And well, one, anarchy is not a legitimate form of functioning mm-hmm. society. It's just a transitory, like it's just a transition between different forms of government. It never really lasts more than a few months. Um, but like, guys, what we have here is good. And if you think that we can just break out to lawlessness and if that became mainstream, what would come out on the other end would be good. Mm-hmm. And you will really get mugged by reality because Chaz Chop, they were yeah. lawless for less than 48 hours before a warlord took over and said, yeah. I'm, I'm the king now, basically. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, oh. And I think that I don't know. I don't know. I I can't imagine like, you know, it's hard to think in terms of, you know, the reason that these people do things and, you know, because that's just so foreign to my thought process. I I wouldn't be one of those people that go in and just take something because I can. Um, But my brain just went blank again. Give me one second here. Oh, I hate it. It's the end of the day. Maybe I would go steal that stuff. (laughs) It's true. My brain was like, liar. (laughs) Then then you could stay home. (laughs) You wouldn't have to work if you just... Yeah. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Sorry. It just took me a minute. Um, All these people that that are lawless, they think that... I don't know what they think, honestly. But what they don't realize is that the people that are encouraging them to do these things, they're really just... They're useful idiots. Like they're being used as pawns. Like the goal here is to destroy society and to use the people that are willing to do that. And once there is nothing left, all of us are going to be suffering like the people that they're making suffering by taking all these things and burning down buildings and destroying cities and whatnot. All of us are going to be on that level. Um, So, I mean, I don't know what they think they're accomplishing by doing it, but 
they don't realize that they're really just pawns in this, you know, bigger agenda. You know, all of this is just part of destroying America from the inside out, taking down society, where we all end up begging the government for help. So, I don't know. Yeah, not not gonna do it. No. Uh, so, I want to jump over to this uh, while Casey's stuffing his face, and you sent this over. One, I had not heard of Common Sense; wasn't aware of it. But I, uh, oh wait, is, does this not have me signed in? I this is weird. It says sign in right here, but I signed in like an hour ago. Okay, mm. the whole article's there. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but speaking of, uh, you said basically brainwashing people. Mm. One of the most common things in the brainwash culture right now, that's not just like for black or brown America, but widespread coast to coast, border to border is this tearing away children from, uh, uh, from the family. And just like the rest of the world looks to the United States for certain things, like how is an economic collapse going to impact the geopolitical, you know, balance. They look to us uh, we look to the UK, Australia, Canada for the influence of despotism, really. Um, mm-hmm. So this is what's going on in Canada. Um, and I did not read the whole thing, but I read enough. Um, mm-hmm. But apparently there's a rise in Canada's assisted suicide program, particularly among young people. And if I read this right, there's no duty for providers or anyone in the education apparatus up there in Canada to contact nope. the the minors um, legal or parental guardians. Right. Which right. I specifically I mean, looked for. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, and I mean, in this specific article that I sent you, um, I mean, the mom, I can't, I don't have it right in front of me. I, I don't remember exactly how she came across it, but she found out that her son, her teenage son, I want to say 17-ish, 18-ish. Like I said, I don't have it right in front of me. Yeah, and here, let me read uh, Let me read a bit from it. September yeah. 7th, Margaret Marcilla uh, called Josh Tepper, a doctor who planned to kill her son. Um, mom was age 46, lived outside of Toronto with her husband and daughter, a nursing student. Uh, she had known that her 23-year-old son, Keanu, uh, was depressed. Uh, he was a diabetic and lost uh, vision in one of his eyes. Um, but she asked her daughter to log into his account um, because the sister had given him access uh, to the account to help him with emails. Uh, and uh, he never it says that he never shared anything with his mom. I'm glad this is closed because I just knocked it over. Um, But that's basically how uh, they, mom found out by getting access to some of his emails because daughter had access to the emails to help uh, son with him. And she reached out to the doctor like directly. Okay. Okay. And I didn't realize that he was 23. So, I mean, I don't, (laughs) I don't know. Um, I, I, I mean, I need to look more into it, but I mean, essentially, this is something that started out being offered to uh, mentally ill people, um, and it says, you know, basically things, you know, with illnesses that they feel like aren't treatable, that they don't feel like they're going to get any better. Um, but removing that barrier between um, terminal illnesses and between like physical suffering and psychological suffering and kind of lumping them all together saying that 
essentially like if you're terminally ill from cancer, you can be terminally ill from depression, um, kind of blurring those lines. And it just, you know, as you were talking about, you know, kids being ripped away from families and kind of, you know, this attack on the family and separating, uh, separating each other and parents from kids. As we've seen this gender ideology that's just kind of been, you know, bombarded our school systems and just going after our kids, it's it's always hard to imagine like how could things get any worse? Like what is the next step that they could possibly take to separate kids from their parents, to take those right, those parental rights away, to dissolve the family unit and to make people solely rely on whether it be the government or their doctor or somebody outside of the family. And this was just so horrifying to me because I mean it again, and I know people hate like the slippery slope arguments, but that's essentially I feel like all we are on right now is one big slippery slope. Like everything is a slippery slope, you know, where it started out as just addressing, you know, just a few people, you know, meeting this very, very like strict criteria. It's now evolved into, you know, any age can apply for it. It really just has to be like your personal determination that your illness is not treatable. Like your mental condition, if you've bypassed, you know, it says quote unquote, could not be effectively treated by acceptable means. I have I have another article in front of me, could not be effectively treated by acceptable means. It's like so much of that is open to, to interpretation. <laughs> it, there's Man. so much gray area and you know and who is probably the least capable of making decisions about their life and whether or not they're capable of surviving and overcoming than somebody who is in the depths of some kind of psychological or mental health struggle and this is another area of healthcare where Jordan Pearson was speaking out against this years ago before it was cool and sexy and in the news and so many other doctors, um, Abigail Schreier was speaking about this at least five years ago, this affirmative care nonsense. For, for me to go in and say and diagnose myself to the doctor and say, hey, doc, I'm depressed. And then they, they can't ask any questions. They can't give me any tests, cognitive tests, see if there's something wrong in my... No, that medicine's supposed to be you know part doctor, part investigator. They're asking questions. They're trying to reason to the root, figure out what is the root cause of what's going on with the patient? Now, just with just like with the gender ideological stuff, you go and you tell them what the problem is. And then with this, with the assisted suicide stuff, you also, you diagnose yourself and then you prescribe for yourself. Mm-hmm. Hey, this mm-hmm. is what I got. And then the doctor has to sign off on it. And you say, also, this is how we're going to treat it. You're going to do the assisted suicide program. And the doctor's like, I'm not about to get sued or canceled online right. and, and fired. So yeah, sure. And yeah. and it's where bullying, just like they did with COVID, you know, and Dr. Drew was one of the first people talking about this. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that big daddy government comes into the exam room with me. And instead of me as a doctor using my skills, my intuition, my experience, and the fact that I have physical access to the patient, instead of using all that, I just listen to Big Daddy Government and the mm-hmm. you know, WHO, CDC, NIH. We can't, we can't have that when when patients can, you know, when 14-year-old girls can go in, diagnose themselves with something that used to be a diagnosable mental illness and say, now you're going to chop off my sex organs, you're going to make me into a boy and do this irreversible damage mm-hmm. at yep. 14, at 12, at 10. Uh, 
it is. I don't even think it's a slippery slope. I, I think it's the road straight to hell and we need to just turn, yeah. turn back. Buckle up. Uh, start playing no. Highway to Hell in the background. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I mean, you know, as I said, like, we wonder how how much worse could it get? It's like how long before this is in our schools as an option for our teenagers to sign off where like a teacher can sign off because we know now like school nurses and you know quote unquote educators whatever they want to call themselves can you know essentially be the adult in the room and the voice for a child if they want to go in and get hormones or puberty blockers or uh, whatever else some of these life altering treatments how long before you know a teacher's allowed to sign off and say you know 14 year old Susie is depressed and wants to end her life and we don't have to tell her mom uh, yeah. I mean, and I, you know, call me crazy, but I thought the medical profession was supposed to help people overcome these challenges. I mean, when did it turn into this thing where the medical profession is now given up? Like they're they're helping us go down our worst possible paths and not turning things around for us. It's such a dark place to be. And there's nobody that sows more hopelessness into people than the left. So so what they're doing is they're making people feel hopeless. They're making feel like they're making them feel like, you know, the world's gonna end, that society is, you know, irredeemable. There, you know, we have uh, depression and anxiety rates, you know, increasing in kids. Not to mention, you know, we're we're telling them to make these life-altering decisions as kids, and then as they get older, they realize what these adults have allowed them to do to their bodies, creating this perfect storm for ending your life. And then now we're adding in this factor where someone can just walk in and sign up to have their life ended, no questions asked. I mean. Yeah, All of these things combined is, I don't even want to ask the question how much worse it could get. Because honestly, I, I, I do have thoughts on that too. <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's no doubt that depopulation is a part of this. Um, everyone who's in the know knows that we are at dangerously low numbers already, humans as a species. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone who's into replacement theory knows that it, it's just difficult for humans right now to just replenish what we already have. People are making these brave and bold choices to have no children um, or people committing, I'm just going to have one child and every other one's going to get aborted if, if they get pregnant. Uh, but, you know, like here's here's something that just kind of like burns me up about it because it used to be uh, it, it used to be the case that medical professionals had to diagnose you. If you were suicidal, the 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 ruling judgment of the day was it is right and proper for a person to want to exist, to continue living. So if someone wanted to kill themselves, if they've demonstrated suicidal uh, uh, behaviors, if, if they've done rehearsals, if they've tried to kill themselves... Um, that they have a diagnosable mental illness. There's something not firing right. So we are going to institutionalize them. We're going to bring them into emergency care and try and help them. That used to be required by law. Then they had all these woke things go on on the international stage. Um, in Canada, it was 2015. They had a Supreme Court case that ruled that assisted suicide was constitutional. And since then, 
Just like the article says, Canada is poised to become the most permissive euthanasia regime in the world um, mm-hmm. across all demographics, races, uh, ages, genders. They're just like, just coming and off yourself. Mm-hmm. And I just see the global elitist fingerprints all over this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, absolutely. I mean, as you know, as I was just saying about how all of these like people committing crimes are, you know, being used as tools to destroy society, our medical system is now also being used to for the same end, to the same end, for depopulation, for whatever it is. All of these things are tools. And people are being convinced that this stuff is necessary. I mean, right now we have people that believe that if a child wants to cut off body parts and have themselves sterilized for the rest of their lives, they can make that decision when they're 13, 14 years old, that that same child should now be able to, I mean, these are the same people, they would not blink at the idea of a child being able to decide that they don't wanna live anymore and have that, and that if their parent objects to it, that there's some kind of phobic against death. I don't know what word they would come up with to describe that, but that their parent is standing in the way of their right to to make that decision. I mean, this is the kind of justification that we see for all of it. Um, Now I'm thinking, what are we gonna, what are we gonna call that? Someone who's phobic from (laughs) phobia against living. It can't be basic like life phobic or whatever. It's gotta sound woke and stupid. It's hard to it'll, dig into that. It'll come to us. We'll 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 get it. <laughs> but I mean, so what are your thoughts? Not to get all conspiracy. We'll say conspiracy light. No, not conspiracy. We know at this point they hire people to do the rioting. They hire people to do the looting. They hire you know they hired people. They had federal agents involved in January six and in the kidnap. Uh, um, uh, kidnapped the governor scandal and all this stuff. Somehow, someway, the global elites are involved in this and they're paying someone to do something. Now, I don't think that they're paying people to kill themselves. Like, that would be... Like, that's hardcore. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But I'm just like... There's like a way to... I'm, but I wouldn't be surprised if people are like, wow, quick and easy cash. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. My life insurance policy is going to be stacked now. <laughs> no, right. I mean, people are so incapable of thinking about the long term, like permanent effects of so many things, like the bigger picture. They'd be like, sweet. I mean, and that's so dark. I shouldn't be making a joke because it's funny, but just the way that people process this. Oh, you're kind of you're saying you shouldn't be doing a joke. So I I uh I signed up to do an open mic night. So that's gonna be part of my life. And uh oh I I'm really thinking about my opening joke being <laughs> uh <laughs> being something along the lines of uh, you know, I used to be suicidal. Uh but I quit because it was just another thing that I wasn't good at. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's so stupid. But uh yeah. Well, did you see that uh that Chuck Norris meme where he said no, I I, that. Well, he said I, I was once a man stuck in a woman's body as well, and then I was born. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me too. 
<laughs> was oh, it yeah. like a double negative for women? Like you used to be a girl trapped in a woman's body. So is it a double yeah, negative? It like, are, are you male now? It doesn't work as well, unfortunately. <laughs> oh my goodness. But goodness gracious. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I have my my darkest conspiracy as far as this particular topic goes, is that how long before it becomes not a choice anymore where government steps in and decides who We're gets suicide you. <laughs> they all go like all Clinton on us. And- yeah, I mean Hillary's been she decided a long time ago. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exercising. She's like, I'm just helping them exercise their right. It was their choice. All right. So well, Casey's just gonna miss this. Maybe it gets here, maybe it doesn't, but we're gonna keep trekking along. This one just pissed me off when you sent it to me, like instantly, uh, because I've had, I don't want to say unsavory. No, that's what it was. I've already had unsavory (laughs) encounters with law enforcement where I've basically Mm -hmm. told them like, hey, I'm smarter than you. Uh, I know, you know, like I'm sitting here reading the Federalist here. Like you're you just, you, your understanding of the law is lacking. I was an officer too. Like, I get it. I got the cool t shirt or whatever. Basically, don't ever come to my house again without a warrant. Like, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't be mm-hmm. ringing my doorbell or anything like that. Uh, yeah, without a warrant. Like, we don't kick it. Like, and some of my yeah. friends, a lot of my friends are cops and special agents and whatnot. And it's just like your professional capacity. We're just, I, with law enforcement, I'm black pilled and I, but the reading that I've done, I, I now believe that law enforcement, the way that we that it exists, is completely unconstitutional, and um, and it makes so much sense because like when it went from investigating crimes to preventing crime to trying to like do that precognition, like a crime might have been about to happen or you have a propensity to commit crime. So we're, and it, it's like we're a stone's toss away from freaking minority report. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, yeah. let me not get on that uh, train. <laughs> uh, Daily Wire's Virginia Cruda reporting uh, that Team Maria's fights back after activists called uh, Child Protective Services to report her Columbus Day tweet which one, glad that they said Columbus Day and not Indigenous Peoples, which is just like, mm-hmm. it's Columbus Day. The Indigenous people, they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything on that day. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Um, and basically, without reading the entire article, guys, this woman sent a tweet about Columbus Day that some woke idiot got into an online battle with her and eventually called Child Protective Services. And it's not just that they called, it's that CPS has started mm-hmm. a file on on Tina Marie, Ramirez to, to find out if she's suitable and if it's a safe environment for the child because of a tweet. Yep, yep. I mean, and the only thing she did was she wished her Twitter followers a happy... Columbus Day. That was it. That was all she tweeted. Yeah. The tweet right here. Um, the oh, yeah, do you want to read it? Tweet. It's um. Where's the first tweet? Oh man. Uh oh, I saw the first tweet when I was clicking around Twitter. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, like the woke idiots, like having a black child doesn't make you any less racist. They say the same crap to my wife as white. Her yeah. children are obvious. All four of our kids are are mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now they don't have the the first tweet on here. Here I can find it though. You yeah. Talking. I know it was it was really like there was nothing even remotely offensive or threatening about this tweet. It was just basically like a happy Columbus Day. And then this activist saw this and that was the whole basis for calling child protective services. And you know, it really made me start thinking because it used to be how we would like argue about policy, like how should the country be run? Like some people want more government, some people want less government, you know, whatever else. But now we're down to as, you know, as constantly about this culture war about how these people can justify being this kind of person. Like how do you go to sleep at night? How do you sleep at night knowing that you feel good about the fact that you just called child protective services? And if you read in the article, he stayed on hold for this extended period of time, tying up lines where there were truly other people having real problems that CPS needed to address, taking their time and resources just so he could report this woman over a tweet that he didn't like. How do these people sleep at night? How do you justify being that kind of person? Like, were you always this kind of person? Were you always a miserable, miserable little troll? Or were you like, have you been ever been happy at some point in time in your life? Like, how do you get from being a normal human being to being that kind of person? And these are the kind of people that we are up against. I mean, and not to bring in like a whole other thing. But did you see that um, that video of Jessica Newell who went to the March for Life in Washington, D.C.? And that woman looked at her, you know, she's trying to have a conversation with these pro-abortion activists. And the woman looked at her and told her that she needed to be raped. No, I did not see that. Yeah. That's very yeah. colorful. Yeah. Wow. And so you need to be raped and be forced to carry a, a baby. And Jessica Knoll was like, well, I would carry it to term. And this woman was like, oh my you- gosh, I'm so tired of hearing about that. These people, act- first off, that the likelihood of being impregnated through rape is exceedingly rare, exceedingly mm-hmm. rare, especially for all of you people that are triple vaxxed and quadruple vaxxed and whatever. You might not need to worry about it. You, you might yeah. be good on the birth control <laughs> of it all. I know. Like, you guys but are sterile forever. When when you round up this this freaking rape and incest bullcrap, if you round up, you get about one percent, one and a half percent. Okay, so like, no, it's not. Oh no, everyone's out here getting abortions. It's it, it's just rape and incest. No, that's that's not true. Yeah, and they're still bringing that up as the main talking point. Like, I know. Can, I know. Can the DNC send out some new talking points? I know. Well, and the thing is, you know, when they talk about, see, and I didn't mean to completely change the topic from the thing with the the lady getting CPS called because these people are egregious as the same kind of person that would call, you know, this innocent mother over a tweet would call CPS to have hopefully with the hope of having their child ripped out of their home is the same kind of woman that would tell somebody she disagree with that they deserve to be raped. But they bring up this 
argument every single time. But when it gets right down to it, when you say, okay, well, if there are exceptions for rape and incest in this piece of legislation, will you change your mind? Will you support it? And they always say no. So it's like, why bring it up? Why bring this up? Because it has absolutely no impact on your view on this. You just want women to be able to go in there, pretend that what is in their womb is not a baby, and have it removed from their womb at any point for any reason, just because they feel like it, just because they want to look good in a bikini, which is something that happens, you know. Yeah, it's it's a classic red herring. It's just bullcrap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's my issue with the um, uh, with Ramirez's story. So. She had solid recourse. You know, she's a political insider here in the state of Virginia. We have a uh, an excellent, uh, you know, team at the top of the state, and and the governor and the lieutenant governor and um, AG uh, Jason Miares. Um, so she calls up Miares and says, "Like, hey, this is what has happened. Like, call call your boys. Like, what? It, like, no, this isn't a thing." So that can happen in Virginia there. But in other places, there's no recourse. This happens in Michigan, Wisconsin, California, uh, a lot of these leftist crap holes. Mm-hmm. And there, there's no one to call. There's no one to get help. And it's, you know, the arresting officer, the CPS uh, agent, the judge, the family court judge, like all of these people are these leftist psychos. And you go in and they look like, Starbucks baristas with their blue hair and their nose rings. And you can tell that all of them aren't presenting as the gender that they actually are. <laughs> you, you don't stand a chance. Yeah. Well, and as we can see, you know, for another, just to tie it in with the uh, Alex Jones thing. Tie it in, girl. Well, I, I mean, Alex Jones judge. today. Huh? I listened to him today on um, Stephen Crowder's show. Yeah, I, I've been meaning to sit down and listen to that. Um, but the judge that he had on his case, wasn't she like tied to Obama in some way? I, she I can't remember. She was a nightmare. I don't know if she's tied to Obama, but I feel like I watched a little piece of it and she said, basically, you know what you did and you know that it was wrong. This is just a formality. Right. I'm like, mistrial, boo. You can't be saying that. Like, did you right. forget you're supposed to be fair and impartial? You're the judge. Well, and that's just it. They're not fair and impartial anymore. So much of our justice system, just quote unquote justice system, especially in these blue states, you know, when Alex Jones gets assigned this judge, I'll have to look her up because I know there was something, you know, that really just demonstrated her blatant bias. I mean, I honestly think there was some kind of picture with her with blue hair. So they all have like, Multicolored hair for whatever reason, um, but you know there's this bias. Like it's you in their handbook, just, it must be the leftist handbook. There's just a lot of pictures. There's no words because none of them can read. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> she, she, I mean, she had this bias. We knew just from the get go exactly how she was going to rule this thing. That she had no intention of being impartial. She had no intention of. Abiding by you know any kind of real rule of law, it was all political. It was all to make an example of Alex Jones, and that is what's happening to our 
quote unquote justice system. Um, so, I mean, like you said, when someone's calling, you know, CPS and you know making false reports about child endangerment, there's no recourse. When someone wants to, you know, call the FBI about Marjorie Taylor Greene and fabricate a report about her murdering somebody in her bathroom, there's no repercussion. There's no consequences for these things. Um, it's entirely political. It's entirely bullcrap, is what it is. That too. Yeah. You when so okay, you look up these people. Um, so his judge was Barbara Bellis, and it's just all of these soft-handed articles about how great they are and how she owned or slammed, you know, Alex Jones or whatever. And it's because it, it's because of the uh, Obama appointment, you know, ship or yeah. whatever. If it's a Trump judge or a Bush judge or other Bush judge or whatever. Then all of the news articles, like how how can people not see that the media is so slanted, unbelievably mm-hmm. slanted, and you know love them or hate them, Donald Trump put the media on blast. He was just like, hey, they do a terrible job. They're fake journalists. Yeah. They're fake news. They're the enemy of the people. Um, yeah, man. Oh man, do you think he's going to come back on Twitter? No, since the Elon Musk <laughs> thing has gone through. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, I don't I think, think he owns a competitor. He's yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think I don't know. I would be very surprised if he if he does uh, if he comes back on Twitter again. But well, I mean, and with the with the media thing, just kind of reversing back a little bit. It's again back to this justification. I mean, it doesn't matter how many times. I mean, we're hearing now, you know that. The COVID vaccine wasn't tested to actually prevent COVID. You know this this bombshell admission uh, that no, we didn't test it, and but nobody is going to apologize for the fact that that's what they were pushing, and not only just pushing it, pushing that people who didn't get it pretty much didn't deserve to be a part of society. That people that didn't get it, you know, didn't deserve any kind of healthcare, not even just related to being treated for COVID, but they didn't deserve to go in and be treated for cancer or for terminal illnesses or for anything. Like pretty much ban these people off the island forever for not getting this thing. And people need to realize Fauci freaking knew. He knew that this thing wasn't tested. He knew it wasn't effective. And that they want to start, you know, bringing people to court and to justice and fining them for harmful statements like they did to Alex Jones. Like, let's get Fauci out here. Like this man and Dr. Deborah Burks, bring them both. <laughs> oh gosh, I hated the first time they marched her out. Yep. Um, she she did some of her, uh, so back then I was still, you know, in the classified consulting scene, you know, the cool guy with the cool stuff and the blah, blah, blah. And she, one of my clients, she was at their building and she did one of the, her press calls from their building. And all of these, you know, woke feds are like, oh, she's here. Fauci wasn't there, the idiot. Thank goodness. I don't think, yeah. uh, you know, his ego just takes up so much of a building anyway. Um, but everyone's like going away from their work and stuff just to basically stand around and dote on her and listen to her speak. And I was just like, kill me now. Like, why is this woman even here? It was a, basically, if you had walked into that agency at that moment, it was a ghost town, except for like right outside, there was the cafeteria. And then you walk out and there's like some stairs and escalators, like right there. That's where all the people were. But aside from that, if you had walked into an office, it was empty. 
There were just like six conservatives left at our desk actually working, you know, on the taxpayer time. Uh, Oh, man, (laughs) she's like a freaking supervillain. Yeah. Well, and I mean, the book that she wrote, I haven't read it. I've only heard excerpts of it where she admits all of the, the data manipulation that they did to achieve certain outcomes with public policy. Like, and no one even cares. And yeah, and that's just it. Nobody cares. And that's where I think the justification is. These people have been programmed to think that everybody on the right is just such this massive threat that anything the left has to do to silence the right or to stand against the right or disagree with the right is justified. It's a means to an end. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, And I mean, there's just, it's like talking to a brick wall. It's like, how can you be okay with this? Because if they're going to be, if they can convince you to shut down all of society and to sacrifice the economy and, you know, domestic abuse cases going up and suicide rates going up and all of this, this harm to society, they can convince you that this is okay. Like, where's your line? Where's your line? Like, you have no line. They can convince you of anything. So I definitely want to hit on this one uh, last story. Uh, we are just about out of time here. Okay. Um, but, uh, uh-oh, how do I? Okay, I'm clicking literally all the wrong buttons. There we go. I did it. I was doing such a good job with StreamYard, too. Uh, <laughs> so this is a Ladder with Crowder article um, that came out earlier today. J.P. Morgan Chase canceled uh, Yay from using their bank with no reason given, um, which the first that I saw this was the Candace Owens tweet yesterday. Um, Mm -hmm. But basically, uh, JP Morgan Chase has decided they no longer want to uh, be in the easy business, which is Kanye West, if you're that person who doesn't know who this guy is or easy or yay. Uh, they contacted him and said that he needs to take his personal banking elsewhere, which is nuts because he owns like several businesses and blah, 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 but like personal banking. And there's there's the Yeezy LLC, but still, uh, and he's confirmed this. This is mm-hmm. like like you or I, we, we own businesses and it's my personal banking. I, I bank with, well, I don't want to say, but I bank with this bank and... My business, uh, the Joe Mobley Show does, and the LLC formation that I'm doing does, like all all of that stuff. For them to just hit me up and be like, "Oh, hey, I pay all my bills, I buy all my family's food, like with this banking service," for them to be like, "Hey, um, you know, you haven't broken any rules or any." Then what's the rules of the bank? Like the law? You haven't broken any laws or rules or anything. Uh, but we just feel like we want to distance ourselves from you. And I mean, honestly, guys, if they can do it to Kanye West, this is a classic Trump thing that he said from day one. If they can do it to him uh, with his status, with his connections, with his net worth, think Mm -hmm. about what they could do to you or I. Yeah. Yeah. If they're willing to kick somebody like Kanye West, who actually has a significant amount of wealth and, you know, value like monetarily you know he he contributes something to their financial institution i mean banks want people with money to be using their services so if he's going to if they're comfortable like just cutting all ties with him i mean yeah 
<laughs> those of us that really don't, they don't have any reason to hang no. on to us. I mean, they'll cut ties with us so fast. And that's, I mean, that's the same thing that, you know, PayPal like accidentally. <laughs> no. Wait, you don't, you don't sometimes randomly just type up random stuff in your emails and whatnot that you send the people. Just like, yeah. no, 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 I didn't mean that. That was an accident. Right. You, right. I you mean, no, that might, that might occasionally happen with like a text message or something, sending it to the wrong person. But I don't accidentally type out like seven pages worth of policy that, you know, about my belief system and then release it to like the entire country. And then I'm like, oops, sorry. <laughs> I was just listening to a podcast in the shower. They were talking about texting people, the wrong person. And then the worst thing that happens, the guys, this is why it happens. Just be real careful when you're talking about someone. If I'm like, oh man, that Samantha's so terrible. And like, she got me kicked off YouTube or whatever. I'm in my mind, I'm like, oh, Samantha. And I'm, I'm yeah. talking about her to someone else. So often you, yep. you send it to that person. Mm -hmm. uh, so on, you know, that's definitely a check yourself before you wreck yourself type thing. I'm not one of those people that has the buffer. Like when you send a text, you have like 90 seconds to recall it or whatever. Mine doesn't do yeah. Well, Arthur, are you saying that's what PayPal did? They were just so like infuriated with conservatives and misinformation. And they like, they were just thinking so much about us that they just accidentally like spewed out this entire policy against oh, us. Oh, no, no, no. They didn't do it by accident. They knew, they knew <laughs> yeah. what they were doing and they got caught and they were like, oh man, I guess they can read. I guess they're reading the user agreement, the terms of service. So uh, now that we lost ten billion dollars in one day, I guess we should take it back. And you know, shareholders right. are probably wringing their freaking necks. Uh, <laughs> but like, here's the deal: like Samantha was talking about, you know, the end of the world. I used to start the show, and guests would come on, and I'd be like, "How are you enjoying the collapse of the republic?" You know. This is a good argument to go cash. I'm already, uh, and I guess I could say the bank because we're pulling all of our money. I don't have a considerable net worth, but I have a positive net worth. So, hey, there's that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't yet have more money than my life insurance policy. That's when I'll be big balling. Uh, but anyway, um, we're, you know, leaving our bank to go to a small, um, local, you know, Virginia-based mm. bank. Uh, but I might just be done with banking altogether, uh, to tell you the mm -hmm. truth. Like, really, guys, really consider carrying cash because uh, Tim Pool talks door. about... Yep. Tim Pool talks about this all the time, that there will come a day where you'll go to use that Samsung Pay, that Apple Pay, you'll go to, you know, tap your card, and it'll say, nope. It'll say the transaction's yep. denied. Not insufficient funds. The transaction is denied. You, yep. your social credit score is too low. You voted for the wrong person. It'll say some crap like you're a Nazi or whatever. And, and you are not allowed to participate in electronic commerce. You have yeah. cash. They don't know who you are. You're not getting ID'd. You give them, they give you the goods, you give them the cash and you're done. Like we need to go back to drug dealer rules. Uh, <laughs> well, have this, you like... seen, you've seen that meme with like the little card reader thing that says your card has been declined. Uh, please go delete the last tweet that you yeah. put out there. And then, yeah, I yeah. mean, I'd be laugh at that, but I'm like, 
I don't. I think that's just around the corner, guys. Like again, I mean, it's funny until it's not a joke anymore. They so. can't do that. That's as crazy as them controlling the thermostats in your house and telling you that you can't turn on your AC. Oh wait, yeah. they're yeah. doing that. That's as crazy as them telling you to buy an electric vehicle and then you can't charge your electric vehicle. Oh wait, they do that too. Yep. Yeah, I know. Can we touch on one more subject before, like just the last two minutes that I really just want to get your opinion on? We can touch on anything. Okay. So did you hear, I mean, I don't know how much of the news you've been paying attention to the Herschel Walker and the Raphael Warnick thing going on in, is it Georgia? Did you catch any of that? My wife told me, uh, not that I don't pay attention to her, uh, she told me something about it last night, maybe this morning, and I just don't recall. That's okay. I mean, okay, so I just, I find the whole thing really interesting. Um, just, you know, with Herschel Walker, they came out with these allegations slash accusations where, mm-hmm. you know, first, apparently there was somebody that he paid, a woman that he paid to have an abortion. I think it was a mistress or something like that. And then, of course, you know, his uh, his son, Christian Walker, is coming out and saying that he was this absentee dad and uh, that he, you know, just abandoned his kids and whatever else. There's all of these accusations. And of course, you know, the left is like, how, you know, this is your candidate and, and trying to to make it sound like, you know, you guys couldn't possibly support this guy. And then um, Dana Lash came out and and called the, the woman that he uh, paid the abortion for uh, a skank, which was really funny. Um, but she's like, basically like the choice that you have in Georgia is between this man who paid, Herschel Walker, who paid one woman to get an abortion, allegedly, or voting for Raphael Warnock, who wants to pay for all the skanks to get abortions? <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but now, I mean, there there are revelations coming out about Raphael Warnock and how he uh, he was a pastor at this this kids camp, and he there was child abuse going on at this camp, and he uh, stopped the investigation. He got in the way of the investigation to the point where he was arrested because he didn't want the child abuse to be investigated where he was you know I physically not hear this yeah where he was physically abusive towards his wife and intentionally drove over her foot during an argument uh where you know he's basically abandoned his kids and all of these things so i'm just like georgia what is happening um and you know a lot of conservatives are, are coming out kind of wrestling with this thing like who should we vote for and I think it's really unfortunate when we're in this position where we're trying to have, we, we'd love to have these moral candidates where these candidates are really good people personally. And we really can't have that, which is really unfortunate. Um, I just- I mean, people just need to wake up. That person, that person, that virtuous, like, you know, reads their Bible from some, some down, that person doesn't want to do politics. That person yeah. is is a is a genuine believer. They're a good person. They're involved in their community, and they are making a difference person to person with personal connection. They probably despise the idea of a constituency where they are representing hundreds of thousands or millions of people that they can't have personal relationships with. They probably just loathe the idea, makes their skin crawl. Yeah, politicians are not that guy. And when they are, we don't vote for him. I think someone like a Mike Huckabee might have been that guy. Mike Huckabee, 
super jovial, pastorly type dude, no one was going to vote for Mike. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I mean, you look at you look at people like Ben Carson. I mean, Ben Carson is this brilliant, brilliant man, you know, obviously very smart, very educated, very soft spoken. I mean, I would be shocked if that man has any skeletons in his closet whatsoever. But people, like you said, we don't gravitate towards these type of, you know, these type of leaders. I mean, it's hard. We want we want our politicians to be good people personally. And I think it's so funny when the left is like, you know, your candidate sucks. Like he, you know, paid somebody to have an abortion. And the only, but the only time they bring up the moral argument is when they're accusing the right of not adhering to their own morals. Like they've already said, like, we already know that we're immoral people. So like, we're not trying to pretend that we're not. Their argument is to say that people on the right, you know, if you don't have these moral candidates that, you know, read the Bible and pray every night and, you know, save all the babies that you're hypocrites, essentially, that you really don't stand behind the things that you believe in. So I don't know. I just, the whole thing was just a mess. It's just, I found it, like I said, I found it really interesting that the the only time the left brings up morality of any kind is when they want to use it to manipulate the right into uh, questioning their own values and questioning what they really stand for and to be bullies, essentially. Like they don't care about morality. They just want to use it against the people that they expect to be moral. We need to bring back these type of believers right back here because these guys were hardcore and they, you know, they were just cut from a different cloth than the modern American. When they read in their Bible, the Lord prepares my hands for war, my fingers for battle. They were like, let's get it. Like Christmas Eve, I say it all the time, guys. Christmas Eve, left their wives, left their kids, traveling across the frozen freaking river to kill people. Like, first thing Christmas morning. <laughs> That's, yeah, just different breed. They don't make them like that anymore. No, they don't. So nothing against Ben Carson. I got his books over here. I actually... Uh, I have a couple of autographed Ben Carson books that I'm going to be doing a giveaway, I think, November, December. So uh, you guys stay tuned for that. Um, Really, I need to just uh, configure the the lottery on my website. I've been super lazy. Um, (laughs) But I'm going to start doing monthly giveaways, not just like shirts and mugs. I'm giving away a gun safe. I'm giving away a firearm. I'm giving away autographed books. I'm giving away some cool stuff. Uh, But... Not until I think November second, the first giveaway is going to be announced. So you heard it here first. Um, nice, that's it's, exciting. It's because of the margaritas. <laughs> Give it away, free <laughs> You get a humpback whale. You get a. Now, yeah, I did used to listen to Dane Cook in high school. <laughs> but you can only register for the free stuff if you're here illegally. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. All right. Well, Casey missed it. Is there anything that you're uh, plugging? No, I mean, I would love more people to go to my YouTube channel and, uh, you know, subscribe. I'm trying to get videos up as regularly as I can now that I have to, you know, go and, you know, earn money that may or may not be worth anything in a, in a few weeks. But, um, you know, go and support my channel. It is so difficult to 
build a conservative channel on YouTube. Uh, as Joe will tell you, now that he has been, you know, he's got strikes against him and can't uh, participate in YouTube right now. But, um, and also on Rumble, if we can get more people to build up Rumble, that would be amazing. Um, I feel like not enough people are you know, trying to move themselves towards to other towards other platforms that are not so much of the censorship persuasion. <laughs> if we could get more people away from Facebook and Twitter and onto things like Rumble and Getter, that would be awesome. I know. I and it like we hate it so much. So all most of my subscribers. No, that's not true. Most of my subscribers are actually on TikTok. Uh, so, but most, so many of my subscribers, they're like hardcore conservatives. They hate YouTube and they're constantly griping at us. Why do you still have YouTube? Like guys, because you're on YouTube because 3000 of you are on YouTube watching it here on YouTube for whatever reason. And while probably Rumble has some, some quirks to work out, like I get it. Mm -hmm. Um, and one thing that will help them work it out is user feedback. Is for you actually using the platform and watching stuff over there, creating content over there. Um, so it's always like, oh man, I hate it. Like I hate having to do uh, TikTok, but that's mm -hmm. where you guys are. You're not on Cloud Hub. You're not on Odyssey. You're not on Rumble. So it's like if we want any chance, it's almost like evangelism. If we want any chance of getting to you, we have to go where you are. And you're mm -hmm. on YouTube. Yeah. So, I mean, so I would I would love to walk away from Facebook, but I have, you know, 20,000 people on my Facebook page. And every day I'm like, come on, guys, let's go over to Getter. Let's go over yeah. to, you know, I love Getter. I mean, let's all just I like, pick one. I like Getter. Actually, yeah. Getter. Getter is balling. I, I think, um, you know, no offense, Truth Social, and uh, what are some of the other ones? Um, Parler. Yeah, Parler. no offense to you guys, but Getter, their development team is on it. Like, yeah, they really, really are. I really like Getter. It's like, I feel like we all just need to pick one. I mean, I like True Social too, but I don't have the app yet. Like I had to download, like to set up a profile online and then just use like a shortcut on my uh, home screen because I have an Android and they haven't created the app for Android yet. Yeah. So the whatever. Thing that I, I hate about um, Truth Social and two of my good friends are like, you know, higher ups there at Truth. Uh, one of them, you know, goes to my church, talk to him all the time. And I'm I'm like, he's like, hey man, you haven't been posted on Truth. I'm like, dog, I can't use it with my VPN. They're, you know, they're very security conscious, which is good, but I can't use my VPN and get into into Truth. Yeah. Like that's that's yeah. an issue for me. Yeah. Sorry. So let's just let's just push everybody to get her. Get her is awesome. And push everybody to Rumble. Rumble is awesome. And, you know, and then it'll all be good. And then we don't have to worry about strikes against us and being censored and worrying about whether or not we can stream shows and like reach new people. Let's let's just all like go over there all at one time. That'd be great. Honestly, Getter is I was team locals from the beginning, Rumble from the beginning. Getter works so well. I would almost be for them launching their own dedicated video platform. Um, mm -hmm. like a rumble, like a YouTube. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, visions are getting better and better. It, they don't quite have the functionality uh, as a TikTok, but they're getting, you know, they're getting pretty close. Who is this yeah. blue haired person? Oh, I don't get the ASMR 
staff. Like, I don't want to listen to weird microphone staff. That's weird. I came across that one time. (laughs) I had no idea what it was. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, like it was like waiting. And like, maybe they're just starting out whispering and then they'll start talking. And I'm like, this is weird. And all I can hear is like the saliva moving around in their mouth. I'm like, yeah, or they're "Ah." like, they're like rubbing the mic. And do you ever notice it's always women? Yeah. I don't I don't know what the deal is with that. Like I don't get anything out of that and I've not seen yeah. I, ooh, maybe I could be like the the first big male ASMR star. There you uh, go. No, I creep myself out. I can't do that. That's um, a little creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, guys, <laughs> um, follow I just us. On... Say, yeah, follow us, but also share. Share the videos. Oh. Tag people. Like share them. <laughs> I get comments all the time, like, I love your videos. It's like, great. Oh, there's my daughter. Uh, I'm like, tag people, share them, like, help like, us I want to be on the show. I know, I know. She wants to be a YouTuber. <laughs> I love your shorts. Like, your Thank shorts, you. Your shorts are awesome. I, I usually watch them on YouTube. <laughs> as we're saying, like, That's as we're complaining is. about YouTube, I watch them on YouTube. Uh, uh, one of these days, we'll, we'll all be off YouTube. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. But they're good. And you may, I need to step up my shorts game. Um, well, I figure, I finally figured out how to do it because I don't have the thing that says you can create a short. I have to like uh, put it in the title, just the hashtag shorts. Like it doesn't give me the option to actually do it. So, wow. yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Wow. All right. All right, guys, make sure you follow Outspoken Samantha on. Well, really not on YouTube. On Rumble, on Getter, but if you <laughs> On must, YouTube too, it's uh, fine. Yeah, actually just follow everywhere. Like, share, subscribe. Like, share, and subscribe to this show. Uh, thanks for being here. Guys, that's all we got. We will catch you in the next one. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Joe Mobley Show. Remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content. You can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to thejoemobleyshow.com and hitting support the show. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.